everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bundle Buzz. I'm Cassie, and I'm joined by my sister, Jackie. Jackie, can you believe this is episode 10 for us? Episode 10 of Bundle Buzz, and this is our limited series podcast, so we're only going to have two more guests, and we knew we had to have this next guest on because we're big fans of her, of her work, of her as a person. Please welcome Rachel Boston. Hello, lovely ladies. So, Rachel, we're going to get into it with you and and really dig into your life and our bundle game that we made all about you. But we've got to brag on you for a little bit. You're an actress. You're a producer. You starred in American Dreams, numerous Hallmark movies, um, SEAL Team. Like, you've done so much. But through all that, what I've been so inspired by is that you maintain your integrity as a person and you're one of the kindest people I know. So, through all that, you're always looking out for other people. And I really love that about you. Oh, I'm so happy. We finally got to work together last year. It was just, um, Jax and I both had this vision when we were at a Christmas convention of playing sisters and we got cast as best friends, which was about as close as we could. It was a perfect start. (laughs) We'll still do sisters. Um, but. But yes, I'm just, I'm so thankful that that, that movie brought us together and it's so fun to, to, be able to support support this new venture of both of yours. This is so exciting. Thank you, Rachel. Well, we are going to jump into a live game of Bundle. The game that we created is custom made to you. Um, so all the questions are going to be all Rachel themed. The first segment that we're doing today is called Name Four. In this segment, Rachel, you will name four things in a particular category, and if you are successful, you get a point. All right. (laughs) All right. Your name four question. Name four things you love about being a mom. Oh, there's so many. Um, Number one, I love watching her explore the world, seeing everything through her eyes for the first time. We just took her to an aquarium. And the way she lights up around penguins was one of just, it was one of just the most magical moments. Um, but everything, I also, I guess, number one and number two is things slowed down in a lot of ways. Like you spend more time, I brought her um, to the beach and the amount of time we spent exploring sand. Like sand is incredible. I mean, it's just, it is so fun to sit on a beach and explore sand with your little nine month old. Um, so that's a whole new chapter. I love the way it connects women. There is something about this tribe of women that have kids, women that have chosen not to have kids, just the amount of support I've had from my female tribe um, with my daughter. Uh, having Jax, even when I was pregnant, when I was working, like the deep conversations we got into about just the circle of life and becoming a mom. I mean, it's it just it's incredible how it, it unites people. Um, and then I love the cuddles. I haven't felt touched out, which is I know something I was like reading a lot about. I'm just like, I just want to like, hold you all the time. So that's been, um, I guess those would, those are my, my top four. There's many, many more. <laughs> oh, ding, ding, ding. You get a point, Rachel. Oh, and those are so many good ones. I mean, you know, it's interesting you, you bring up the sand example, because I love that. We hear so much about, you know, parenthood it's so busy and it's so chaotic but you're hitting on something that it's actually in some ways allowed you to slow down and be present and take insight and take note of the little things around you very interesting observation that you've had about motherhood so far well and the things that you think like even with the penguins 
the penguins were for sure the main attraction and she was very excited. But then there were also these little bubbles in the water where the penguins were swimming and that was just riveting. And I was like, yeah, why are, why is everyone not, what is that? Why are there bubbles in this water? <laughs> where is it coming from? And like, she was trying to piece that together. So it is amazing just to see what, what a child grabs onto and is so curious to explore. Yeah. And she's already experienced so much. She's traveled with you. She was technically on set with you, right? When you were filming um, a movie. While she has she a credit. Was womb, so. She has a, a credit probably <laughs> even earlier than you got your first credit, Rachel. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she was born with a credit. She was born with a film credit, um, but we, we had to cover it up. I was actually, and I was filming SEAL Team up until I was, I guess six, five, five months pregnant. And then I went straight into um, the engagement plot, which is the movie that I filmed with Jax. And um, our producer and director of that movie gave her her very first credit because she was such a part of filming because at that point it was not easy to cover her up and we would have to do many extra takes for Grace. Um, but we did a great job of it. I mean, when you watch the film, you can't really tell but you know there was she really did become a character for all of us on set. it was really fun it's so true and it's really cool having a sister in a movie because i knew all this behind the scenes stuff as i was watching it um but yeah absolutely when watching the movie it was so funny rachel like your character would be holding a basket of apples in front of your belly or you the way you were dressed to you know not show the the stomach at all and it was really cool to have all this behind the scenes knowledge of like oh this is how the director is able to pull it off um, while you were pregnant? Well, when I was reading the script, because I didn't know, and, I, and the, uh, Brian Bird, our executive producer, I give him so much credit because he called me, congratulated me on Grace and said, we'd love to have you in this movie. And I'm like, you do know, like, I'm going to keep growing as we're filming this. I don't know. And he's like, we absolutely do. We really want to have you a part of this. We're so happy for this chapter of your life. And I just thought that was such a testament to this new chapter for women. And we were able to do it with, uh, you know, complete, uh, just the support of this team. But um, yes, I was wearing, when I was reading the script though, uh, everything was talking about the coats that she wears and, oh, she puts on this. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. (laughs) A few times that um, when I was wearing, like, you know, I just had to carry coffee mugs that oddly helps. You just hold something in front. Like there's just, I just carry a lot of things. Somehow with the wedding dress though, like you did, you didn't look pregnant at all. I don't know if it was the flowers, but then we moved the flowers, but whatever it was, I was like, well, Rachel Boston, like she's worn a lot of wedding dresses and a lot of movies and she knows what she's doing. I know how to, how to work all angles of a wedding dress at this point. Um, but it, it is like certain angles, like you, they would have to shoot me straight on. You can't really tell on film which was amazing. But if I turned a little bit to the left, so I got very good at like looking people right in the eye and having those like straight on scenes in that movie. But Rachel, what I will say, I I love to tell people and to just brag on how awesome it was to work with you because you took care of everybody else when you were on set and you were the one who was pregnant and you were making sure everyone was taken care of and comfortable. And the first day we shot, Kathy, Rachel had like paragraph after paragraph after paragraph it was all her it was like her big moment and she went in there even though we were all adjusting to altitude sickness Rachel went in there and just like it was a mic drop moment we're all like whoa okay so that's how the shoot's gonna be because she just like nailed it day one came in and was like yep this movie's mine so Rachel it was really inspiring to watch 
Oh, thank you. Well, a little behind the scenes, though, because you'll remember this. We were also, though, because the altitude was intense. Um, we would spend in between those scenes, Jax would like, we, there was this little bedroom upstairs where we would all get ready for hair and makeup. And I would have to go lay down because the altitude and we would run dialogue just laying there. And she was like, are you OK? And I was like, I called my doctor and the doctor said the baby's fine. Grace is just taking my oxygen. So I'm a little dizzy, but she's fine. So I think we're OK. And then but it was a little nerve wracking. And but it was nice to know that just like everything was fine. It's just it's hard to to get enough oxygen. When you're I love that that's the life dog. of a mom. Like, it's okay. The baby's just taking your oxygen. So don't worry. <laughs> Once I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine. I'm just going to have to lay here anytime we are not rolling. <laughs> but, but everyone was going through it. Like all the guys were having altitude sickness. They ran out and got us oxygen. And I just tried not to complain because I thought like, if the pregnant woman doesn't say anything, but the guys do, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I let them have their moments of... Uh... <laughs> well, Rachel, you definitely get a point for that. Um, are you ready for our second category of gameplay? Yes. Okay. I it is time for you to pick your destiny. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so in bundle... When our bundlers fill out a bundle blueprint, we find out all sorts of things about your lives. And this is a card where either something good and exciting happens or something a little bit challenging happens. Okay, Rachel. So your pick your destiny is a Christmas cookie catastrophe is slated for Thanksgiving weekend and you are excited for the Hallmark Christmas movie magic. Get one point. So please tell us about this movie. Okay, so this is one of the most fun comedies I have made in a very long time. This script, when I first read it, I because, I, you know, Hallmark Christmas movies have so much heart in them. But this one is, it's a broader comedy. But when I first was reading it, I was like, I think this is really funny. Is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> like, I wasn't 100%. I wanted to make sure I wasn't, like, misinterpreting it. And when I got to set and I met with our director, who's one, Jeff Beasley, who's one of the funniest men I have ever met. We just could not stop cracking each other up. And so what we did with this film is we took very small things and we made them very serious. And that is my favorite way to approach <laughs> this kind of like storytelling where we lose this recipe and we have to find it. Um, and it was so much fun because the heart of the story is there. The, the, the values, the integrity, it's all in there. But it also we just got to really have fun playing um, with just different elements of the story. Um, Victor Webster is fantastic. He was so supportive. He's just a really kind-hearted person. Then we shot in Winnipeg. Um, it was warm, which Winnipeg has a reputation like the winter time there. Last time I was there, it was minus 30 degrees. So this time it was so bright and sunny and I had a blast. So it, um, but this movie, it, it is also, we are um, a double, a double feature night with our, our, the big headliner, which we actually were all in New York just supporting. So I'm really excited to share the night with Jenna Claire, who is just fantastic. She's an extraordinary actress in person. And it's just, it's really going to be fun. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I love, you got, you guys got the prime time slots. Cassie and I will be with our family. So we'll do the double header, the Rachel Boston, Jenna Claire double header. Well, ours is really quirky and, and funny. And then to lead into this period piece about becoming a rockette and following your dreams. It's just, it's really fun to, uh, to be able to be part of that weekend. So yes, Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday night, 
just please join us for our, our really fun Christmas adventure. I think it's going to be, uh, it's a really, it was one of the best experiences I've had. So I'm excited for people to see it. Okay. All right. We will be tuning in. We are pumped for it. And Rachel, that brings us to the next segment of gameplay, which is called Act It Out. In this segment, Jackie and I are going to do charade style, <laughs> act something out for you. And Rachel, you're going to do your your darndest to try and guess what it is. Um, and we know, you know, podcasting is not a visual medium. So describe to our listeners what you're seeing in real time um, as best as you can. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jackie, are you ready on the count of three? <laughs> One, two, three. Two. There's two, two words, two people. <laughs> Number two. Oh, second word. Got it. Got it. <laughs> second word. Got it. I'm on it. I'm asleep. Good night. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Okay. Dreaming. First word, hand on heart. Salute. I am saluting a flag, a flag the flag that is from the United States of America. American flag. <laughs> American <laughs> States. Yes. 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 I'm very impressed with your, your, you know, the logical reasoning you were able to use to get to that. <laughs> I really liked, they did this like on a pillow and then dreams were like these bubbles floating from the sky. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, Rachel. So yes, you got it. It was American Dreams. That was a TV show we used to watch growing up. So tell us how it was just being on set of such a, a prominent show. I mean, give us all the, the scoop on that. Oh, it was such an, it, that, that experience, I think for everyone, we were all so young. I was 19 when I was cast in this pilot. Um, and I had just come out to LA. I was doing theater in New York. Um, and there was the 60s show about that just really approached issues of, of women's rights of I mean Vietnam was happening clearly and we really my fiance went to war I was protesting the war while he was there so like the idea that I was able to explore just this chapter of time um, you know so many years later and we brought all these guests on I'm um, like Kelly Clarkson came on we had Usher um, we had all these artists playing 60s artists um, which was really inspiring for them and I feel like in today's media, like with social media, I feel like that show would have just been, it would have been just a whole different game because we had all these incredible people that were just so excited to play artists that they were so inspired by. So, but I loved being able to, I think just the women's, the women's movement that was happening at that time and playing just this forward thinker who just knew she wanted an independent life, but also wanted a family. And James Taylor's son, Ben Taylor, came on and wrote this beautiful song um, while I was protesting the war and my fiance was in Vietnam. And he just, it, there was just a lot of just magical moments being on that. And it was kind of just this incredible way to enter into Hollywood and be like, these are the kind of stories you can tell. Um, and I don't think that happens often. Like a lot of the, you know, the stories, I, I just, I was really, really inspired by it. So that was, um, that was my whole start. It's amazing that I figured out how to do it. <laughs> Sometimes I look back on that. I'm like, how did I, I mean, I know all, we were all pretty new. There were a lot of like, it was a lot of people's first time in television, like whether they had done theater or soap operas, like Britney Snow, it was one of her first big opportunities. 
um, in LA as well. So we all kind of moved there together. So that was a really, um, a really solid foundation. Yeah. And that you're, you're not only experiencing this really intense creative environment, but you're all growing up together in real time. I mean, what a unique experience that kind of bonds you forever in that way. I taught Brittany how to pump gas. Like she was, I was helping her. Her mom had to go back. She was, her her parents were in Florida and it was like, she had just started driving. And it was one of those moments that like, it just still does make me giggle where I'm like, I know she would have figured this out on her own or with someone else, but it's like, you're there for these moments in people's lives where, um, yeah, we were all just kind of like, everything was so new to us. And, and our executive producer, Jonathan Prince, when we were shooting the pilot, did something that I think is so incredible. And I think about it all the time when I'm on set. He had us come, even when we weren't filming, we were always welcome on set. So if it was a Tuesday and I wasn't scheduled to be in any scenes, he would encourage me to come and shadow other departments. So I would follow props around and learn what props does. And I would follow the grips around and learn what they do. And like, you just kind of like, he wanted us to be, to understand what everyone's jobs were. So there was a respect that we were a family and a team. Um, And I think to have that, like, I still kind of, I always approach filmmaking and it probably stems from that. It's like, everybody's on the same team. We're trying to make this project and do the absolute best we can do. And I think a lot of that came from those early days of like, I, I showed up on set all the time, um, as did everyone else. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not in a scene today, but I wanted to come see how this was going to go or and that we were just encouraged to really be active um, in the whole filmmaking process. Yeah. And I think it gives you probably so much empathy for what other departments do. And ultimately, it makes you a better actor because you understand what's important to the props department and the costume team and, you know, the, the directing team. And you start to see things from different perspectives as an actor as well. We had a lot of dinner scenes. So I learned early on, like pick one vegetable because <laughs> you're going to be doing this for so long. And like, it's really hard for them to reset it. It's a lot of work. It's like, pick the green beans, pick the mashed potatoes, pick your one thing. <laughs> and like, that was just like little bits that you're just like, don't mess this up. That's really hard to reset. <laughs> Rachel Green Beans Boston over here. She's like, all right. <laughs> But we would be sitting like it would be, you know, you're shooting a dinner scene. You don't realize that when there's that many people around a dinner table, that could be four or five hours of filming. So you're eating your one thing you've chosen. <laughs> like it's... Whenever our dad watches a TV show, he's very vigilant about seeing like the glass of water and does it go down in the right increments? <laughs> so he will be glad to know that you now have an eye for that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really um, I remember the the sweet little boy who played Will, um, Ethan Damp, who's just, he was such, I mean, he's just, he was incredible on the show. He just had like, he's just such a bright light. But there was one time, I think he was eating pie or something. And we were like, go easy. Like, you're going to be eating this pie. So there's fun memories like that. You're too. like, you got to so. pace yourself, kid. You got to pace yourself. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Rachel, you definitely get a point for that. Even though we were a little vague in our gestures, you followed us every step of the way. So really good job. The second word thing, I guess I haven't played charades in a while. That that was like probably the easiest clue. <laughs> no, we, we, we've had it happen before too, that like it's someone's like, okay, peace sign, peace, peace, love. And we're like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you did very well. Rachel, are you ready for our next category? It is time for a challenge. 
Okay, Rachel. So in this segment, sometimes this is a little bit of trivia. Sometimes it's an activity that you have to perform, or sometimes it's just an introspective question. So for you, we would like for you to, in as much detail as possible, tell us your favorite childhood memory. Oh, my favorite childhood memory. Um, Well, I grew up in Tennessee, and um, a lot of what I guess I'm hoping to surround my daughter with very similar experiences, having been in big cities, um, just spending a lot more time in nature. But one of my favorite, my brothers and I used to pack up our little like we would pretend like we were running away, but we totally were not. We would just pack up our backpacks and be like, we're going on an adventure in the woods, which was basically just our backyard. So we were like, how would this work out? And we would pack up our bags and all of, you know, enough food for the day. And we would just go exploring and come up with all these different ideas of where we were and what was happening. And I just think that kind of imagination. Um, My mom very much believed that children cannot be bored Like if we ever told her we were bored, she didn't give us more toys. She was like, well, go figure it out. Like go entertain yourself. And so I think that kind of led to this imagination that definitely probably led me to, you know, what I'm doing now. Um, And there is like, it's definitely paid off in that I end up in a lot of really small towns, new places, and I've never been bored. So I think there is something to just like giving children um, the ability to just go explore and, and figure figure things out. And my dad built us this little playhouse. And so sometimes we would go into the woods, we would like come up with plays and then go there and put on our little plays for our parents that night. So I think my, my, my favorite memory is just is running through the woods and um, making up fun stories with my brothers. <laughs> I like that you're still doing that today, like living in the woods, being an actor. <laughs> like You're like, I'm kind of doing all this still now that you're grown yeah. up even. I'm, I'm grown up and it's pretty much I go to small towns and I get to tell, not always small towns, sometimes amazing cities, um, but you get to you get to bring these these stories to life. And a lot of them too are like, I grew up in a really tight community. So the first Hallmark movie I ever made I remember literally feeling like, oh, I feel like I've had this conversation with my neighbors because it's, you know, in the Hallmark movies, you're always going over and like, hey, do you have, do you have any, I mean, not really, this isn't actually happening, but like you go to their garage and you're asking them if they could could borrow their lawnmower or whatever is, is happening in the scene. I'm like, oh, I feel like that was a lot of my childhood. Like I ran out of a spice, like why go to the grocery store if your neighbor has it? So like there's those, um, that community, those values that I really enjoy. Oh, absolutely. And Jackie and I can relate to that too. I mean, we're both in New York City now, but we grew up in a town of 6,000 people in central Pennsylvania. And so much of it plays out like a Hallmark movie. I mean, you walk into the diner and you see your math teacher from 20 years ago. And it is a special sense of community that really you can't replicate anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And to be able to take it anywhere. I mean, we just got back from New York. We were um, doing our big countdown to Christmas kickoff. And just to see it through different like perspective when you have grown up in a different way. And I lived in New York for years, but now when I'm back, um, it's amazing to know the city and be able to, you know, navigate subways and anywhere I want to go. But um, it, you know, you just see it with a different perspective. So I hope I can give that to my daughter too, to be able to Go and I can just gently say, I am sorry, you're going to have to figure this out. You cannot be bored. 
<laughs> just like my mom did with me. <laughs> you won't just get another endless supply of toys. You're like, no, you're gonna, you're, you're mine. Do you have a, a brilliant, beautiful mind that you can use? Well, and it's incredible too. Like all the like when I was shooting Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, the last the Christmas movie, um, my uh, makeup artist gave her a package of Kleenex. You would have thought that it was the most entertaining toy. I mean, for like two weeks, I had to buy her another one because she kept dropping that one. But like this little Kleenex box, I mean, this packet was just riveting. It was, it really provided endless amounts of entertainment. So you do kind of see how a child's mind, like whatever she thinks that is, it's gold. So it's, it's really sweet. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. We're going to end with our final bundle question. Um, so for our final bundle, what is the biggest lesson, Rachel, that you have learned that you would like to pass on to other people? The biggest lesson. Oh, so many lessons. Um, I think one of them um, that just maybe being in this profession has helped me with as well is um, that other people's opinions, it's not, they're not your responsibility. Like taking care of yourself, living in your integrity, living a life you're really proud of, doing what you love, and then releasing that and knowing that other people are going to come at things with their own perspectives of life. And I think it just gives you a lot of freedom to make choices um, where you're aligned with your own path. Um, I think maybe with social media now, I mean, it's definitely changed so many things, but there's so much comparison. And I think if you can just take a step back and be like, this is what I feel like my purpose is. This is why I'm here. This is the direction I want to walk down. Um, And really just honoring that and trusting that voice inside when there are so many other opinions and and things you can, you know, you could listen to. Um, I think that's something that's very much been a part of my journey. Um, And I'm very thankful. I mean, my grandmother's, she lived to be 103. And I feel like she very much just, she would, she would always say, let something go in one ear and out the other. Like she just forged her own trail and just lived a life that she was very proud of. And I think getting to witness that and see it is something that, um, that gave me a lot of strength to kind of continue on that path as well. Thank you for sharing that, Rachel. Cause that, yeah, I think you're right. I think in this industry and also like, women, we feel like we need to please people and we want people to like us. And it's hard when there's so many external factors of everyone weighing in. But if you can kind of like quiet that noise and like you said, like living your purpose and living your integrity, like that's a great way to actually connect with people who are authentically meant to be in your tribe. And, you know, I think that's really inspiring to hear you say that because I definitely feel that. Well, and look, we came into each other's world at like the most incredible time, like reconnecting through this. Jackson, the first day she got there was like, do you need anything? And I was like, nah, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Like I'm ready to go. And um, I'm like, maybe coconut water. She were running to the grocery store and I got this like gigantic bag of coconut water. And it's like, you just attract in kindness when kindness is supposed to come in. Um, But I do think you attract in, like the more you're living in your truth, you attract in people like like like-minded souls come into your, your, your own journey and you get to share that. And it's just, it's much more authentic. Yeah. And then now so. you get to pass that on to Grace, who's the cute. Now look, mm-hmm. I like babies and maybe I'm partial, but she just is the cutest baby. <laughs> she's so cute and she's so easy to hang with. 
She's a really well-adjusted, happy sprite. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. I didn't. I, she was also born at like the peak of COVID, so I was very much in lockdown for a long time. And then I shot a movie called Dating the Delaney's this summer, and it was my first time back as a mom. I was so excited. I had no idea how this was going to go. As soon as we left, it was like Grace could not believe that there was this whole world. And we had just been inside our home. Like the way she looked at the airport, she's like, mom, there were airplanes. Like what, what is this about? Like this is, it was, it was really remarkable to see, but I just did the, like, I, I full on was all about attachment and just wanting to make sure she knew every need was met. And, but I was also very protective because it felt like the world was <laughs> like shifting when you're, you know, a new mom and you have all those fears. So it um it was pretty incredible to kind of see her go out in the world and just she seemed to recognize people that were around like their voices like Jack she just took to right away Trevor Donovan who I was working with it's like she knew his voice she was like I know you you're fun like it was really incredible to see that it was like you loved me before I got here I saw that it was really really sweet well, Rachel, thank you for taking the time today to talk with us and to share stories. I mean, we just adore you and we cannot wait for your movie coming up. Can you tell everyone where to follow you on social media so we can stay in touch? I am at Rachel Boston on Instagram and Twitter. And I think I'm Rachel Boston on Facebook was taken. I think I'm like Rachel Boston official or official or something like that. <laughs> My name is in it on Facebook. <laughs> Um, and um, the movie comes out Thanksgiving weekend on Sunday night at 6pm well we're going to be live tweeting it and please follow us at the bundle buzz and at the bundle game on social media rate, review, subscribe and Rachel thank you again and Merry Christmas Happy Halloween and give Grace a great big cup from us Merry Christmas you guys thanks for having me on your show thanks so much Rachel have a great one bye Produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.